0: Uh there's no going back to that zonum can be. Hi, welcome to the iFanboy Picket League podcast for January sixth, two thousand six, 2006, the first Pick of the Week podcast for the year 2006. We're very excited. Um, I'm Connor Kilpatrick. With me is Josh Flanagan. Howdy. And Ron Richards. How you doing? You notice one of us says howdy every time.
1: There's only so many different ways you can say hello. I say howdy all the time. I love It's like like when you
0: log on to Flickr and you get a different kind of hello every time. Oh yeah. We should just do that. (laughs) Different languages and things You're treading into other people's podcast territory That's true, I'm sorry (laughs) Well anyway, ifanboy.com is a website that we all run And every week we all read our comics on Wednesday And by Thursday evening one of us has written a review From the best comic we read that week This week the honor falls to Ron
1: Thank you Connor You're welcome Um, Well it was funny because you know last week I know you had a big week and I had a big week as well A lot of money spent last week yeah, I spent close to $50 on my books last week. Um, this week, the other side of the coin. Um, I spent $16. Big week. Oh, wait. Yeah, big week. Sorry. <laughs> um, I actually only got about five books. Um, not about five books. I only got five books. Um, well, actually, only about five books, because one book doesn't really count. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, And they all happen to be of the Marvel variety, Uh, nothing, although I know a lot of stuff from DC came out that you guys probably bought, like Jonah Hex and um, Gotham Central, but I don't read those, so I didn't buy them. Um, Although I am reading Gotham Central in trade, thanks to Connor, um, but I'm not caught up to the current issue as of now. Um, (laughs) That's as far as you're going to get, because there
0: are no more trades. Oh, there There are? Really?
1: Oh, that's that's an awful shame.
0: What issue are they up to? to 39 is the latest issue. Wow, yep. I'm surprised. It's only going to 41, yep. Yeah, I mean, anyway. if they cancel a book, they're probably not
2: rushing to get the trades out.
1: Yeah, interesting. Well, I bet it
2: sells better or just as well in trades as it does in issue form.
1: Well, I can always buy the back issues, right? True. Because <laughs> the back issue trade is so big these days. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, so I only got f- like four and a half books. Um, and, you know, and admittedly they weren't, You know, the A-list books, none of the regular kind of titles or big name. No Bendis among the group. Uh, There was a Kirkman book, but that actually uh, disappointed more than it was good. Um, That was Marvel Team-Up number 16. Um, Anyway, so after reading um, my four and a half books, I ended up choosing X-Men The End, Book 3, Men and X-Men, issue number one. That's really complicated. (laughs) It's a really complicated title. Um this is the the first issue of the third volume of the X Men the End story that Chris Claremont has been writing for approximately seventeen years. What um no, no. I'm just what is
0: wrong with him? For real. I mean the end <laughs> the, the end series was supposed to be like a one shot look at what the final story for a you know, a Marvel character would be.
1: Right, and here I am on like the ninth issue. And this is just the first issue of volume three. I don't know how many volumes are going. I don't know if this is the last volume. I Really hope it is because I'm having a hard time remembering what happened back in the first volume, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you're, that completely exemplifies the problem is that like you know they did the Punisher the end and the Hulk the end and did they do any other the end ones or I don't know I, I, don't, I only bought the Hulk one, I think they might have done one with Thanos I think um some sort of cosmic one or something I don't know but regardless um, and writing the last X-Men story sounds you know like when I read this first solicitation back in 2002. Um, I thought this is you know this could be really good, and here we are several years later, and it's still going. the 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 reason why I pick it though is that, and this has happened a couple of times with these with these miniseries, is that every now and then there is an issue of absolute clarity that reads like a good comic book, reads on an intellectual level, on a witty level, on a good storytelling basis, and really kind of shows that you know Claremont can still write, whether you know even though he's the mad. Russian of Marvel these days, um, you know, you, and I and I said said in my review, uh, you know, I'll be kicking myself when I'm on issue three of this series when it makes absolutely no sense and you can't keep track of where every character is and things are happening that and it's referring to things that you don't know or that didn't happen or that you didn't see or whatever, but um, but this first issue really kind of you know was a good comic book it, 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 resol- it tied up the loose ends and resolved some of the plot lines from the last miniseries and kind of kickstarted this miniseries with you know uh, basically what happened is the X-Men the end um, it's several years in the future um, far enough that everybody has kids, Rogue and Gambit have kids and Cyclops and uh, Emma Frost have kids God, I hate Gambit and, all right. um, and Pink then and blue uh, I mean honestly <laughs> and then, um, some then in one day there there's a coordinated attack against all the X Men around the world, and they wipe out the mansion again. Um, Claremont loves to destroy that mansion. By the way, I, I can't even tell you how many times in the he hates years the, the X Men. He's made a four, thirty
2: or forty year career out of hating the X Men professionally. He's just punishing you. You think he loves you? He doesn't.
1: Yeah, well. But, um, so they destroyed the mansion and they, around the world, because there are different cells of X Men around, you know, in India and Africa, blah, blah, blah. And, um, where Logan, where Wolverine was apparently with Storm, like, quote unquote, with Storm. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was paralyzed. It's like, you know, I know it's in the future and things change, but it was just some odd things. But, um, so that all happened previously, and now what happened is that the attack is over, and they think that the, um, the their cosmic friends that she are so, are behind it so they they put together a strike force to go after her and this is the issue where um, Xavier and Magneto are the first to go to go see what ha- why they did this and and that's I think going to be the thrust of this miniseries is get, kind of getting revenge on who attacked them. and what was
0: it that you liked about this
1: well, <laughs> what I liked about it was that it was it was really good i mean it, it like it spoke to a lot it spoke to the the, the good things about the um different x men characters and it and it really kind of kick started a story i mean like i 'm really excited for the rest of this miniseries is anyone else um i don 't know what about Kitty pride <laughs> well the the interesting th- the the interesting kind of unexpected nugget from this is that an ongoing uh, side plot is the fact that Kitty Pride is now in her late twenties, maybe early thirties—I don't know exactly what year it is—and she is in the middle of, or on the eve of, uh, the mayoral election in Chicago, where she is running to be mayor of Chicago. And it's a—it's a huge political ordeal because apparently she's the first mutant to take a to run for a leadership position, and she's running against a, some staunch conservative woman who is like, mutants are gonna, you know, take over, and we can't trust her. Um, and there you know it's only been a couple of pages per each issue, mm-hmm. but this issue really kind of made me think about it because you know that's a really good concept and if they were if Marvel was smart, if they spun out like a you know ex machina kind of style political book, but with Kitty Pride in this in this as the mayor of Chicago or in some sort of government role and Every issue didn't end up with her putting her tights back on and fighting. I mean, if they kept it kind of more dramatic and more kind of – that's a book I'd buy Well, completely. Well,
2: if you think about it, isn't that – I mean, it's not it's not political, but isn't that sort of what Alias was? It's like a superhero who decided to do a different kind of job without being a superhero all the time. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, but Alias you know, is more, more action-oriented. Yeah, Alias was True, more, you know, but I mean, inv- My point know, is it was action-oriented, and it still – it didn't succeed. Or, I mean,
1: it's not there anymore. I right? wouldn't say it didn't succeed. No, was good. No, it I'm not saying he, it wasn't good. I'm talking He ended boxes. it. Yeah, he he ended ended it because he said he did. He he said he did everything he set out to do with it. Yeah, um, that was Bendis ending it. It wasn't Marvel canceling it. Um, And Alias, I I loved Alias. I thought that was great. And maybe that maybe it's that whole kind of that spin on the superhero world and less focus on superheroics and more of a superhero in an everyday kind of role. You know, um, and it'd be different from X Machina because the guy obviously had powers and or has powers, but doesn't use them. In it, you know, right. I mean, and it's very similar to that. But I'm just saying, like it, it just seems as if that that was like a kind of a, an unintended good idea. So is this and your pick be... of the week because in it was
2: the grain of having something else? By the way,
1: no, 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 that was just, just given, kind of given away your, your your Marvel pitch. Yeah, pretty much. I just gave Marvel a pitch, basically. Yeah, I recognize that.
0: Well, we'll wait for the <laughs> yeah. phone call then.
1: Yeah no hey Marvel if you want to do that I'd be glad I to will to
0: script it I'm excellent at dialogue yeah, uh, it yeah
1: we can I'll give it a try I'll give it a shot I'm sure you know Chris Claremont would be open to that maybe we could collaborate <laughs> Now we when Brian meet, we Vaughn us Us Marvel But um it could cross over with Ex Machina? I don't know. Anyway. But um, now, now you're talking... Now DC and Marvel will sue us. Excellent. <laughs> but, I mean, and and I think a part... I, th- I think, you know, that's one... That's just more of a sub-reason why I chose it. But the main reason is because it was just a, it's just a cool book. And, you know, the fanboy in me always loves when, you know, there's a group shot in 20 years in the future and you see what how everyone's costumes change and what people look like and all this kind of, you so know, this... future... I know, like Fat Peter Parker from Earth X. That's my favorite. That was that was the Mars. best feature. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> what well, this
0: is this is basically uh, I mean we, we throw this world around an Elseworlds tale, right?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, as, I mean, Marvel doesn't have an official Elseworlds label, but this is definitely a not continuity story. Yeah, no. This this well, and this, that's the thing is that it, it you know you you know I know I'm the continuity freak in here, but um, this can't be continuity because part of it is that you know in order to go to space to go meet the Shi'ar, uh, Magneto and Polaris o- use their magnetic powers to open up a wormhole to send Xavier through, but in continuity, Polaris just lost her Well, are you saying that event. she's never so... going to get
0: her powers back and they're going st- well, to stick yeah. to this
1: right. Who decimation
0: knows? plot forever? I'd like to perform a uh, <laughs> good call. A little, little pop quiz. Hey, Connor, is, uh,
2: is, the, is the killing joke, is that DC continuity?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Is, yes, right? it is. is
2: the... Is, is uh, The Dark Knight Returns?
0: No. Could it, That's Elseworlds. Could it be? It could I'm be. Asking,
2: I'm asking the Batman fan. This it's, is a comparison it, study.
0: Officially, yes, it's Elseworlds, but it's... It's, uh, it, it's a possible... I mean, they've never said it's not. Do you dwell on it? You know what it? I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with Kingdom Come, which they kind of lean to as their official... Mm-hmm. Even though that, that book... Kingdom Come is, is Elseworlds, stamped Elseworlds, but they've used it as their unofficial official future. And that would completely not mesh with Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So once Kingdom see, Come came out, it sort of pushed Dark Knight Returns to the back. See, I think it's what it, my my point here would be that it's kind of interesting in that Batman stuff,
2: like the DC stuff for the continuity in the future, it's it's hazy. It's fuzzy. But when you talk about Marvel continuity, it's like, well, this doesn't happen. It can't happen. It's not going to. But it's right. like you've got to have that timeline for Marvel, it feels like, like not
1: you specifically although you're a representative of the group but like the... well i well i think i think a part of it is, is that whenever whenever continuity is is an important facet of a comic book universe line similar to Marvel or DC and whenever also you involve time travel of whatever sort in the same way that Marvel has with the Guardians of the Galaxy and and Kang well, there's or there's Legion superheroes. as you say or DC or DC has with the Legion that you have an idea of some sort of continuity of of existence of continuity. Well, the way to get out of that is and, simple:
0: it's just this is a possible future events. Right. out yeah, Exactly. May change the outcome.
1: Exactly, and then you do stories where the future changes and all this kind of stuff. How does that mesh with the exact.
0: Days of Future Past?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think Days of Future. I mean, well, Days of Future Past has always is been unique. the
0: unofficial official X Men future.
1: Well, Days of Future Past is unique because a character from it is in the current continuity in Rachel Summers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rachel Summers is the possible daughter of Jean Grey and and Scott Summers from the future, who was a hound in the Days of Future Past, and comes back in time and is now Marvel. A hound. But yeah, it was that fresh hound. The the mutant
0: hunting characters. Um, What about Bishop? Isn't he from the future
1: too? Yeah, well, Bishop is from another alternate future. Yeah, and Cable. Yeah, he's all that. So it's all these kind of possible time threads and all that stuff. And that's that's the kind of and honestly that's the kind of shit that I love about these books. Is that like, you know, is is watching them jump around the, the time, you know, the time stream and and thinking about these possible futures and how they, you so know, You're mesh, less you know, a
0: militant so. continuity guy if it's dealing with the future. Yes. Well, so yeah, here's
1: cause the, the thing, future because the future anything can anything can happen with the future. You can't
2: that's love continuity and then still love all that time time traveling future stuff because what happens is they will ultimately always Contradict each other.
1: Well, well, I I am fully acknowledged that the time travel aspect of these stories is the um, is the wild card to undo continuity. Right. Yeah. That's. I mean, like the Flash books have done. How many times has has you know it you know Wally been up against the wall and all of a sudden Barry pops out on the cosmic treadmill and fixes everything. (laughs) Just you know, like it is. It is as if anything a device or MacGuffin in the stories that they can use to play with continuity. And ultimately, that's what all that's what i look for in these books is is a a fun time and a playful story and a playful you know like kind of that kind of approach and you know nothing's more i mean like what is look 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 at not just in comics but in any genre like what is one of the most beloved um what are you know what are two of the most beloved star trek original series episodes the uh the time travels the, no the, the aside from the tribbles the the one where <laughs> the, city the city on the edge, of, city of the edge city of on forever the forever yeah <laughs> when he goes back in time to the fo- to the thirties or forties. And, <laughs> and uh, mirror mirror with the alternate universe with the uh. bearded Spock. You know, like those those are two, you know, obvious concepts that have been used in comics over and over again for a reason because you love to look at different interpretations of characters or look at how things might be different if so and so went forward or back in time and well, it's always kind of fun stuff. to see a little yeah. variation
0: on the norm. Yeah.
1: And now now it can get it can get played just as much as any concept does, you know, like, you know, the all access miniseries between Marvel and DC bad. when they're when they're merging all the amalgam characters well, the amalgam over, mini- and over the, again. The,
0: and, the miniseries yeah. itself was good. The, the stuff that came after it was bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. But um, but these different interpretations are always fun to do. And this is just this is just another interpretation of the X Men's possible future. You know, whether or not Claremont is sitting there with a
0: half-empty bottle of scotch and going, "No, this is it." <laughs> and a big, I don't a big, know. Big, but... big like whiteboard where he's got the whole yeah. thing mapped out. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and a big "do not do not erase" above it. Just like... where are my notes? Damn it! <laughs> and you know that, like the the interns or the assistant editors at Marvel, like to change names on the whiteboard <laughs> every on once it? in a while. <laughs> and that's why no book he's written for the past five years has made any sense.
0: <laughs> I could have swore that said "Jubilee." <laughs> oh.
1: Well, I can I can um, definitely buy that.
0: I mean, I you can't really get too too militant with the future because it's too elastic. So yeah. no, you just sit back and have fun if it's fun. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's what th- and that's what this book represents, really. So I mean,
0: DC's had tons of futures. There was a whole Armageddon yeah. 2001 future that was really good. I mean, it's all been different. Yeah.
1: And it's fu- it's funny because the book that I thought I was gonna do pick of the week was um, that I, when I started reading my books, I said, okay, this probably is the one I'm gonna pick. Was Marvel Team Up number 16 by uh, Kirkman and um, drawn by Paco Medina. And it's funny because that story, the whole. The whole premise of that story is a it's a time traveling story. A, a villain comes from the future and wipes out all the the Marvel Universe heroes, and then these ragtag group of heroes that are left over fight back, and they go into the future. Now, unfortunately, it's the other side of the you know the, the fence where they go into the future, and it looks like from the teaser for the next issue they're going to be in the 2 2099 series future, which was just an awful experiment that Marvel did, however long ago of all. It wasn't that bad. Interpreta- Spider-Man. Oh, I hated Spider-Man it. Oh, I hated everything. everything. Oh, it was bad. I, d- I hated every 2009 t- the title. Nah,
0: um, they were mostly bad. Doom was good. Doom yeah. and Spider-Man. Doom is yeah, good. Doom. Warren, Hel- Warren was good. Doom. Did he? 2009, Doom, yeah. Didn't Stan Lee write them? Yeah, Stan, Stan Lee Stan wrote Lee? Ravage, 2009. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Which I bought, because I don't know I, why. I,
1: I, I admit I bought X-Men 2009. Well, that's because yeah, there was an X in
0: front. Yeah,
1: Ron Lim on pencils. Oh, Ron Lim. Um, was... Those books actually weren't that bad. There were some good characters in that, but anyway. But, um, but yeah, so I mean that that's a time travel story that was all right, but it wasn't you know, it
0: was you know eh. Let well, me give you a piece so, of advice, yep, you should have bought jonah hex well, I don't you know I'm why? Not the western the dude why? got scalped really That did yeah. for me that's grizzly yeah. it was good, it was good yeah I thought it Issue read two, issue and two, and two wasn't night. as good, but three was 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 good if it, it featured featured bat lash. I don't really know who that is, but the name is vaguely familiar. Batlash, Jonah Hex are a bunch of the old Western characters they used to do. The Posse, yeah. Like they used to have was, a whole line of Western Western books. It was a damn was fun time. Yeah, it was real good. Um, it was it, and it's
2: kind of like there's a couple of times you're like, ooh, damn. <laughs> and the thing is, like each issue is like a standalone. There's yeah, no, that's what's great
0: about it. it's a little standalone story. It's not. Continuous. There's no like, how do you get from here to here? It doesn't matter. At the beginning
2: of the epi- next episode. You come in, wherever he is, there's a thing that happens. By the end of the issue, that thing's done. Dudes get shot, s- stabbed. Everyone gets shot. Enemies- and Scalped. Scalped. Evil is avenged. End of story. Next episode, he wakes up somewhere else,
0: and we're off. It's almost it like bu- a Western TV like show. T- the first page is him riding into town or onto the scene, and the end is him riding out. Have you but noticed
2: it, it borrows a lot from a lot of the contemporary TV and movie Westerns?
0: Yeah, they talk about Yankton. Like they talked about Yankton.
2: That's from Deadwood. They talked the the beginning of I, I think three. Uh, is the Golden Cross was stolen? Is that two or three? That's two. That's that's basically the beginning of Tombstone. Mm. I mean, we're like a whole like every, every whole town is shot. The only downside I'd
0: say to the book is the dialogue um, parts it's are hokey. parts are well, it's not the hokeyness because westerns can be inherently hokey, but it's parts are too modern. And parts are too cliched western. It's like mm-hmm. so they have whoever scripting it hasn't done their research. Mm-hmm. There was one thing because yeah. I've read a lot, but at I'm, the same time, a product of the a product of the West. I've read a lot of Western stuff, and I know some of the some of the phrases are just wrong. Mm-hmm. And I had one in particular, but I can't think of what it is now. Just I know that they would that was something they wouldn't have said. Right. Well, so, but, but it's it it's a good read. I really it's like very the art very style. Fun. The art's good too, yeah.
2: The art is—it's a very like uh who's it remind me of? Uh, Travis Shirey a little bit. Mm, it's very clean. I would say Ooh, I like I like Travis Shirey. It, it's it's clean. a nice sort of clean, almost photographic. Uh, It—you know what? I would say yeah, that's a very good. It's like that a lot. The cover is by Phil Noda, or not? I don't know if it's Phil. It's well, I think it's a, it's
0: a rotating cast. I think
2: because this well this cover is real nice. Because next, who did, next um, month
0: isn't the same
2: guy. Who, 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 Noto did covers for, was it Robin? or He's a cover like guy. That? He's done a lot of different covers. Oh, there was a while where he was doing really, really nice covers. for. for but uh, it's DC. a good one. Yeah, he's good. A good anyway. One. Josh, did you
0: find anything really uh, exceptional this week?
2: Uh, I went out on, a, l- on a, l- a couple of little limbs. I mean, I will say that the best thing I read this week was that my package arrived with my Invincible uh, number four and five trades. Nice. And as I, I've, I've commented, uh, you start an invincible. You're hard pressed to put that you down. Can't you sure you can't stop. You've got to be prepared to read the whole thing. And if you have two, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> oh,
0: because the cliffhanger. We'll, we'll they're great. You to the next one, yeah.
2: They are just, and they fly by. I, I almost think that if I felt I was reading them in single issue and paying much less, yeah. Least, you mentioned that like, on the website, it would be, it would almost, you would almost feel cheated. I would, but as all in one, though. And it's going in places where, like, he came up, I think, on, in the third book, all of a sudden, like, the the dad story ends and he comes up with a new story for the mom, which is just as riveting and, and doesn't really feel – over. it feels a little overhashed, but it's good. Invincible and it's would be the
1: story but, of but, a teenage but superhero. But, mm-hmm. So many of the stories, though, feel like a natural kind of progression. Yep. You know, like, like it completely makes sense, you know? So. Which
2: I think is is probably testament to his writing, is that he's able yep. to, when he's writing a story, he's able to capture what would happen next in a realistic way, instead of going, we should do this,
0: and then try to force him there. You know, I think like, he's I really to tuned into aliens. this character, yeah. this story, where it's, it flows really naturally. Yep. One big uh, event so flows was that. the
2: next. I bought, uh, there was a, a Vertigo series... No, wait, not Vertigo. DC, uh, called Hard Time about prison.
1: Oh, I saw the, the the an ad for that and I wanted to pick it up, but I forgot. It, basically, this is their
2: second season. It's actually labeled season two, and issue two came out yesterday, and I picked up one as well. It's like Oz with powers, right? Yeah, I, there's some sort of powers thing. It's written by
1: Steve Gerber. Anyone? Oh, isn't he the Howard the Duck exactly. guy? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um both old and new. And I read the new Howard the Duck. It came out from Marvel probably a couple of years ago. It was not yes. good. Yep. No. It's not at all good. Um, And for the first couple of pages, I was like, this is kind of dumb. And then, in this, I don't know, I don't have any idea what happened in season one, but it doesn't seem to matter at this point. Um, Apparently there's this kid, he's like 17, he's in prison. And the reason that he's there is that he was part of like a Columbine style school shooting. And And they tell the story of like, of what happened and and uh it was really well done <laughs> it was really really good um and then you realize that he's like in this prison because he was convicted as an adult and he's got to learn how to survive in the prison and everything it's a little heavy-handed at times and it's a little lighthearted at other times but uh by the end of the second one i i was i'm 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 in i want to know what happens next is it so.
0: a series? i
2: believe well it's it's in the sense that like um Sleep, like Runaways. Yeah, so like they'll probably yeah. do six or twelve issues parts of it. Okay. Uh, like Sleeper
1: or uh, there's another book. Runaways is another one. That seems to be the model now. Yeah. Which is which is smart. I mean, like, as is, is, I guess there's so much baggage with an ongoing. You do it in twelve
0: yeah. issue arcs, never knowing for sure if it's gonna be your last arc. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Yeah. I I like it.
2: Um. And they can go either way. Besides that, I had the you know, of course, Gotham Central was this week, and Why the Last Man. And uh, why the last man? It was okay. It was. Uh, it's an origin issue, kind of a uh, not a throwaway, but a uh, we learn we learn about three fifty five. Oh, that's good. Yep, her backstory.
0: Gotham uh, Central. Go ahead. Great cover. Yeah, it was great cover. Uh, something's this is it's something's gonna happen. Oh, Obviously, yeah. from that last page, they haven't got their man. If you look at his face, he's not worried about going to jail. Well, he
2: set the whole thing up where he would be arrested.
0: Yeah. How much can we say? Yeah, not too much. <laughs> it's just just enough to say it's, it's it's good. It's very, very
2: good. Again, we always say this, though. Right. Um, I also, because I, no, I missed Ultimate Spider-Man last week, and so I picked it up this week, and mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance to comment on it. Very, very good. Wasn't it? I, it really was excellent. It's, it's, yeah, the, we
0: mentioned that the last podcast. It's yeah. it it's and sort of re- re- rebounded.
2: He really has uh, in, in yeah. a way that I'm completely interested. <laughs> um, and and you know, of course, I i didn't remiss to miss a little bit of Ultimate Vision. Yeah, <laughs> it was the only time when I had
1: any idea what was going on. I just realized this is the first week without it because actually the story's over. But um, it is. <laughs> yeah. What, did, he, did, ulti- did he finish standing ulti- up? <laughs> he, he, he he she turned the light on. Oh, Wait,
2: hold on a second. Uh, I'm sorry, I
0: just read all of the books your world's ever produced. Anyway <laughs> I, I will set. say this, the big news for me was that um the reign of terror that was David Lapham on Detective Comics is over.
1: Oh, be nice to Lapham.
0: No, it was terrible. Uh, it was a year no, it was a year no, of my no. Detective Comics life that I'll we'll never get back. <laughs> and uh this new guy whose name is Shane McCarthy He's done a—it's a pretty standard Batman story, but it's so just standard and well done that it was such a refreshing change from the mess that was the other the previous twelve issues. What was it that you didn't like about Lapham's work? It was all everybody was out of character. People were there that shouldn't have been there. It was completely—it was completely out of. What do you mean by people were there? that should, Like, was Wolverine there? Yes, Wolverine or... and some. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it wasn't it didn't fit didn't fit the Batman universe at the time Uh it was too down it was too much of a downer everybody was it was like everybody was dying and that's the problem I, ha- I had misery Bullets
2: that I, I just too didn't to keep downer. up with it because every issue was just like
0: okay I feel awful so I guess it, it, it was just mis- and... misery from, from front to back and I will say you know three or four issues in I just completely stopped reading it so I don't know I don't know how it ended but did you still
2: buy them? Of course. But you didn't read them. No. Wow. Well, that's a little. I, even I read the books right. I buy. I, I leaf through the
0: <laughs> to the artwork, but that's about it.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'm I must I'm shocked. Did he
0: draw it as well? No.
1: Oh. No.
0: It just it just was I so it, I was just so okay. out of touch with the rest of the Batman universe. Huh?
1: I wonder if it would have been any better if he drew it. Like I wonder if there's a difference between his writing and his writing and, his writing and drawing storytelling. You know.
0: It was just a little. <sighs> Too dark for Batman. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Maybe it was too dark in a realistic sense. That's dark. (laughs) I don't know. I I I just it just didn't make me feel good. (laughs) Does Batman normally make you feel good? You know, I want I want (laughs) to feel good. Uh, I've got my 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 real life to feel bad. (laughs) No. Ow! Ow. Oh, taking us down.
1: (laughs) Step back from the ledge. Yeah, it's it's okay. to yeah. <laughs> go drinking after this one. <laughs> you, you and Chris Claremont yeah. at the Brooklyn Bar. Oh boy, <laughs> Patties!
2: You don't want to get him started. <laughs> drink. Let me tell you something about Jean Grey. Wait, no, no, no. Any-
0: <laughs> Jim Shooter. <laughs> oh, that asshole Bob Harris. Oh come Give on! Give me a oh, shot. <laughs> yeah. So Ron, did we get any interesting listener mail this week? Uh, we
1: did get some listener mail. Um, it wasn't set up at for, all. For, <laughs> for those of you who um, would want to write us and send us some listener mail, you can get us at contact Um And this week, actually, uh, DWT Taylor sent in this question. Um, I just started listening to your podcast, and all you seem to do is complain about how much you hate comics unless the book is not a superhero book, like Why the Last Man. And what the hell did Spike Lee do to you guys, or Reginald Hudlin? You guys seem very biased against them both. May I? Just beforehand,
2: Appara- right apparently apparently, his, his, his MP3 player is set to only hear my voice.
1: <laughs> maybe he's got the wrong audio channel. Maybe that's well, what, what it a-
0: is. He could just well, only hear me.
1: What an awful existence that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, click. Maybe you, should, maybe you should
0: email your wife or they could commiserate. She won't talk to me about comics. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, so let, let's let's address this first question. Let's do it piece by um, piece, yeah. Yeah, we complain how much we hate comics unless the book is not a superhero book, like Why the Last Man. Well, I don't know about you guys, but 90% of the books I buy are superhero books.
0: Well, I say uh, it's not 90%. It's less for me. It's <laughs> I, I would say we don't enjoy it. We, well, first of all, we all buy superhero books. Ron buys 90%. I probably buy 50, 60 to 50%. If not more, Josh less. But I mean we all enjoy them. Our, when they're good. our probably our favorite book is one of our favorite books is Invincible between the three of Which us. Which
1: is is a tried and true superhero book. I mean but if you I mean but if you look at it like what are the things that got us in the comics and keep us in the comics
0: are like X Men, Batman, Green Lantern, and Flash. I think they're when we complain it's because the standards aren't being met. Because now, the fact we, is, is, we have high yeah. standards. Yeah. They they have good, been good superhero books and they can produce them and they are producing them here and there, but you know, We've all always do is call on it when or not producing as high as they hey, could. Hey, I, I stand by, I, st- I mean, if you look if you
1: look at the best comics that I've read in the past five years, it's been Bendis on Daredevil, Jeff Johns on The Flash, you know, like, these have been great, what superhero books can be. When a superhero book is really good, and you got to keep in mind, too, we've seen a lot. Yeah. I mean, we've all been reading
2: comics for a collective 30, 40 years, probably. Right. Uh. Yeah. You know, and so we've seen it all, so... I think in order to catch our attention, it's got to be very good. And when it is very good, we're the first people to say, Dude, "This book." That's why we keep talking about Invincible. Right, Invincible. Yeah. Is that a great is a or great. Ultimate, or Ultimate, Spider-Man. Book, or ultimate, or ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man, or Ultimate Spider-Man, or yeah, you know, Daredevil, you know, or, or you know, all, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, so, we, so yeah. If, su- superhero books are good. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to be you know. Like, but it's
0: also we like to, uh, we like to read different genres. Uh, we don't you know superhero books aren't the only thing out there. We enjoy right, yeah, a was, romance tale, or a yeah, I mean, relationship I mean, book, a jaunty uh, hey, romance.
1: Strangers in Paradise is 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 you know as important of a comic book to me as as X Men is now, you know. And so it's you know it's it's great to see the medium give different genres an opportunity to read stories from different genres. Quite honestly, but, you
2: know, it's harder to write a good superhero book than it is anything else now because it's been done.
1: Right. Yeah, and the expectation level is so high. Yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but I think you'll find us
0: just as excited about a good superhero book as anything. Yeah, but it has to be good. That's all. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's all we ask. It's not too much to ask, I don't think.
0: Go ahead. Next. So our
1: our second his second question was, "What the hell did Spike Lee do to you guys or Reginald Hudlin? We seem very biased against them both."
0: Well, Reginald Hudlin, the only thing he's ever done to us is is write bad Spider-Man books. Write a bad superhero comic, exactly. (laughs) Other than that, I have no problem with Reginald Hudlin.
1: He's an executive producer on The Boondocks. Yeah. Um and I guess the only thing Spike Lee Spike, ever did right, to us Spike Lee we... thinks confusing, all right? <laughs> because we've only know ever mentioned against Spike Lee. We've mentioned
0: Spike Lee one exactly one time in the show and that was when I was telling you about how I almost ran him over.
1: Right, which is more of a funny anecdote. It's and not it really like, anything against him. It's just I it wasn't yeah, exactly. like hunting him down and running him over <laughs> a I've been I've been driving around New York looking for Spike Lee. Just I may have suggested he was yeah.
2: short, but there's no judgment with that. He just happens no, exactly. to walk in front of my car, and
1: he happens to be the one doing right. it. Had it been pocket-sized Jim Lee, you would have almost driven, right. ro- driven over look, him. exactly. There's I mean. hundreds
0: of people I've almost run over in the city. Just what happens? That Spike <laughs> Lee was one of them. May I suggest? And and wait. And Chris Claremont Chris was one Claremont as was well. One, yes. So yeah, I,
2: I I thought the 25th Hour was a great film. Yes, well, oh, I like Spike Lee a lot.
1: Oh, I love, hey, Do the Right Thing, and the great movie. That's the only movie of his
2: you know, isn't it?
1: No. Name another one. Jungle Fever. Malcolm X. Do you like those movies? I enjoyed Malcolm X. I enjoyed, I I like Denzel. Here's a fun fact for you. Yeah, I like Denzel. All right. Fun fact, My fun fact
0: is that before Spectre was famous, he actually was in my apartment when I was a kid growing up. Like, just there? Well, like, Hey, my... Spike, can I have the cereal? Yeah. <laughs> when I was go. a kid, my mom worked for the New York Foundation for the Arts, which gave grants to up and coming artists of all types. And cool. one of the people that gave grants to was Spike Lee. And my mom's co worker befri- befriended him and actually was an extra in uh, She's Gotta Have, I think. Is that the first one? School Days? Yeah. One of the two. And uh, she... they came to change costumes in my apartment.
1: Because, oh, Because cool. you know,
0: They were just a small film. Didn't have that
2: certainly doesn't sound like any kind of bias to me.
0: Yeah, if
1: anything, it sounds like it sounds like
0: support. The thing is, if I had you a car time, uh, if, I if
2: you more. had run over him, if you'd have gone, hey, that's Spike Lee, <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> a negative bias. Right. Yeah.
1: But it was more. I think it was more of a. Ear! Oh, I just almost ran over. Spike oh, it was Lee. Almost, It was more like, of a, yeah.
0: of a, me slamming the brakes and going whoa, and then looking up and going hey Spike Lee. And I think that I think the
1: the joke was that you saw a little X go yes. across the street. Yeah, but I have nothing to Spike Lee. Twelve, Twelve exactly, years ago. So. <laughs> so that that answers DWT Taylor's question. Um, so like I said, if you have any questions for us, you can email us at contact@ifanboy.com, and if we like your questions, we'll read it on, on the podcast, and you can hear us talking about your questions and answering them.
0: And Ooh. if you want to uh, join in the talk, in the discussion, in the debate about comics, what's good and bad, you can go to ifanboy.com, where we're where celebrating can... our fifth year anniversary.
1: Yes, this, this month marks uh, since 2000 ifanboy.com's been around. And so to celebrate that, we gave the, um, the site a little bit of a creative refresh. It looks a little different than it used to. Um, We made some stuff a little easier to find and made the site a little easier to navigate around. So be sure to go on and check it out and tell us what you think and tell us
0: what you think about comics. Um, You can find a link on our front page to our new Frapper map, which uh, is kind of cool. You can go on there and tell us where you are, post a little picture. You can see a a questionable picture of Ron there.
1: (laughs) A Questionable? You're kind of laid out kind of weirdly. (laughs) I'm reading Justice. I'm reading the uh, the Keith Giffen Justice League. I couldn't see what payback. you're reading there because yeah, fun. it's 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 the if you look closely, it's the one with all the the the, the famous Justice League shot with Guy Gardner. That was right actually there. waiting for your wedding. Yeah, actually, actually, that was waiting for you to get to the room before we went out a couple of days before your wedding. Um, so ha ha. And there's a, and if you look at my foot, there's a hole in my sock. <laughs> anyway, but um, so you want to see Ron's toe? <laughs> so you can go to you can go to ifanboy dot com and in the upper right hand corner there's a link to the Frapper map or you can go directly um, at frapper f r a p p r dot com slash ifanboy. You know what a Frapper um, and, map is, people? And stick a pushpin in. Let us know where you are. Currently, we've got eleven people, and from California to London. So we you know we want to get as many people on there as possible. So
0: it's and we we'll hope to see you there. That
2: shows where people are. You see, because <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't explained that. <laughs> Well if they, if they're curious, they can go and see what it is. That's true. That's right. true. Uh the site's nice and clean though. It's uh it was nice and clean before and now it's even cleaner. It's uh it's got rid
1: of some
0: extra elements we didn't need.
1: Yeah, and and the the big addition is that now we've got the recent comments in the in the uh second column so you can see what people are saying on the site as opposed to just what the articles are up there. So, so. when somebody
2: ran, randomly comments on something that we posted 3 years ago. We actually we, actually we <laughs> see can see <laughs> yeah, will bubble up to the top. There was a comment the other day on a story that I that I posted almost three years ago. About yeah, that was your pick of the week. Pick
1: of the week on Wanted Number wanted One. Wanted Number right? One by
2: Mark Millar, who I will no longer read.
1: Which I believe the, reason, the 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 comment was based on your your comparing it to Watchmen. I reread that that comment gutsy, and gutsy. It, it, Gutsy, yes. I I, again, so
2: you're taking me out of context. It's like a Bill O'Reilly <laughs> show over here. What I said. <laughs> did you was, say that? <laughs> what I said was early on, I All heard cut comparisons. Off. I heard comparisons to Watchmen. And then I, I say in the review, while it falls far short of Watchmen, uh, there are shades of that, that feeling. Gutsy, gutsy.
1: Gutsy, ballsy. All right. You know what? This soundbite world is too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I hope you enjoyed so, this week's Pickle League podcast Yes, and go to ifanboy.com And post and let us know what you think And okay, we'll talk to you next week
0: You know, we signed away our likeness So when I look in the mirror I have to pay George a couple of bucks